everyone. This is your Texas bilingual realtor, Elizabeth Miranda. Welcome to Casa y Vida. Each week, we interview local community leaders, business people, entrepreneurs, artists, and just everyday people from the great state of Texas. We love sharing information about our city, our beautiful state, and of course, our Latino culture. And now, let's listen to this week's podcast. Hello, I'm Elizabeth Liz Miranda, your bilingual realtor, and welcome to Casa y Vida. Today, we are going to be talking to Matt Velasquez about how to start your own podcast. But before we do that, I want to start off with a real estate tip. So today's real estate tip is going to be, what are the first steps in buying a home? So uh, the first thing is, of course, you've got to apply for a home loan that we've you know, I, I mentioned that all the time, but I want to emphasize that that is the most important thing that you apply for a home loan. You provide all the documentation to the lender and you get a thorough, thorough qualification, not just an application, but actually a complete full um, quali- pre-qualification. The second thing is that you have to know how much home you can qualify for. That's very important. Before you start looking and fall in love with a home you can't afford, make sure you know how much you qualify for. The third thing is to let your realtor know what you're looking for. Um, and that way, uh, he or she can send you homes. They can actually put you on what's called like a, a drip uh, campaign where you are going to be getting homes as soon as they come on the market. We are in a very hot market right now. It's a seller's market. And so you cannot wait two or three days to go see a home. Once the realtor knows what you're looking for, uh, she'll put in that criteria into the system. The system can send you an email immediately uh, as soon as a new home that fits your criteria comes on the market and you can go out there and see it that same day. Very, very important. Um, The next thing is to uh, be prepared um, to submit an offer Uh, If you like a home, submit an offer as soon as possible. You don't want to wait. One of the things that I find is sometimes people, if it's the first home that they see, they're like, no, uh, they hesitate only because it's the first home that they've seen. Even though it might have, you know, everything that they're looking for, they hesitate because it's the first home. Right now, again, there's not a lot of inventory uh, there. You know, it's a seller's market. If you find a home that you like, put in an offer. It doesn't matter if it's the first home that you've seen. Um, And then the final thing I want to recommend is that you don't submit what we call low ball offers. People sometimes are just adamant about wanting to find a good deal. And they're like, no, no, they see a home that's listed for $200,000. They want to offer $180,000 just because they want to get a good deal. Guys, if a home is listed for $200,000, your agent can tell you if that home is really worth the $200,000. And if it's worth that amount, submit that offer for two, for the full price. And if you really, really want it, you might even submit a little bit more. Uh, but don't hesitate to submit a full offer and don't be focused on getting a good deal. A good deal is paying uh, for a home what, what it's worth. Okay, so I hope that those um, tips have helped you. These are the uh, first basic steps of buying a home. Um, of course, if you want... Um, more information or if you have a particular question please feel free to call me Uh, you can always find me on facebook instagram or anywhere on social media or call me on my direct number which is 832-878-1255
getting approved for a home loan is the first step when buying a home. To submit your loan application, call Susie Condolopoulos with Gateway Mortgage Group at 281-250-2696. Susie is bilingual in English and Spanish. Again, that is Susie Condolopoulos with Gateway Mortgage Group at 281-250-2696. Well, welcome back to Casa y Vida, and we are here uh, with Matt Velasquez. He is the CEO of La Nueve Veinte and also of Houston Podcast Studio, which is the place that I do my uh, recordings at. So welcome, Matt. Thanks, Liz. Thanks for having me on your podcast. It's nice uh, being in here because I've been working hard to build this studio. And so now it's nice to actually be on the guest side. So I can kind of test some things out while we're in here. Yeah. So we're, <laughs> we're sort of like guest co-hosts, right? We're like uh, both things because I, I, you know, we both want to uh, talk to uh, the audience, talk to them about having their, their own podcast. Yeah. I've been having yeah. my podcast or rather I started off having uh, what would you call it? A social media show. Yeah, I, I kind of define it as a social media broadcast because you were doing a, a weekly show um, to Facebook Live, and everyone knew like that was your show. So it's kind of like setting up a radio show or TV show. You had a set schedule that came out on Facebook Live every week at the same time. Right, and I was recording that here in your mm -hmm. studio. Yep. And um, you know, I've been doing it like for a year and a half, or for a year. I know in a different studio. Then I came with you in uh, January, mm -hmm. and then um, you know, I I actually decided I wanted to change to podcast. Yeah. And then you and I mentioned it to you, and you're like, "Well, I'm actually you know working on you know." The podcast, or I actually have right. a podcast studio. I think you already had a podcast studio. Is that we, correct? So we were just kind of doubling up the two studios. So we're using our radio studio, which is across the hall from here, um, and this studio, which at the time was the Facebook Live studio. We were using the two studios to record podcasts for a client at the time. Um, so we started the early part of this year recording for a, a networking group out of Katy, and both myself and Charles Viafana, who I work with in NAREP, Mm -hmm. We kind of started a, a podcast on ourselves too, just to kind of test the waters, figure out the process, because I had a lot of people asking me about podcast production since I'm a radio station and we have all the equipment. So we kind of started doubling up, you know, studios to do different tasks for the podcast side. And once we started seeing how important podcasting was and how there wasn't really much locally for the recording, the production, we decided, well, you know, let's just flip this studio. There was the social media broadcast studio where you were doing your, your show out of. And let's flip it to the podcast studio. So the timing worked out well because you had already decided at that time you want to get into podcasting. So since you're ready to just jump in, we were ready to jump in. So we decided let's go ahead and make the switch where we're going to renovate this studio just dedicated for podcast recording. Yes, and we are actually using, I'm using the studio for the first time. So people are like, what is she doing? I'm looking over here because I'm looking at the cameras because the awesome thing is that now I get to control uh, the cameras, you know, if you will, right? The cameras yep. are here. We've got three different cameras. Yep. Uh, and so this is a brand new studio. In fact, you just kind of had your open house yesterday. Correct. Correct. Uh, we're actually recording this um on august the 28th so yes. i think we, we, we this is going to air uh, the following week but uh, that's the that's the, the awesomeness about podcasting by the way is that we can pre-record the shows but we had the um he, you know we you just had your grand opening and yes. and i am here recording for the first time so learning how to use the equipment guys <laughs> so in case you're wondering how come she looks a little bit off because i'm learning how to use this equipment learning how to use the cameras we have a different it's just it's a different look 
And uh, and I love it. I love it. It's just going to take a little while for me to get used to it. We're trying to make sure you don't roll away right now, too, in the <laughs> chairs because these chairs are a little a little slick here. <laughs> right, right. So this is what happened, guys. So so this uh, studio is different. We used to be on a, a lower table. Mm -hmm. Right now it's a higher table, and it's got these, like, bar stools, and they have uh, – <laughs> they roll. rolling casters under them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm not that tall. I'm not as tall as Matt. And so I sat down, and I tend to roll back. So that that was a little issue that we had. But I think uh, as long as I stay still and don't move too much, <laughs> we'll be okay. <laughs> so uh, so tell us uh, tell us a little bit about the studio, man. I don't know, you know, the tech part or what yeah, I people mean, might the, need to know. The idea is where I, I had other friends who are creating podcasts. They're doing it out of their office. They're doing it out of their home. Um, Quality-wise, it was iffy. Content was great. Quality was a little iffy, which, you know, content is key. But you want to have good quality um, as you're listening to the content because if the quality is not good, you're not going to be as engaged in it. You might even tune out if it's bad enough. So we wanted to create something where we're taking all the broadcast equipment that we use in our main radio station and put it in the studio. So the mics are broadcast-grade mics. The arms are broadcast-grade arms. Mic processors, everything that's in this studio is designed from a radio broadcasting perspective. So we want to take what we know from the radio world and bring that to the podcast world. Um, and so we created this model where it's an affordable studio for people to come in if they're a veteran uh, podcaster, but they don't want to invest thousands upon thousands of dollars plus the time in making the mistakes. Because, you know, some people think if you just buy the nice equipment, then all of a sudden your podcast sounds good. But you have to buy the nice equipment and have the knowledge of how it operates. So we've done that here in the studio where you come in and you sound good right off the bat. But on top of that, for people who haven't been into podcasting, want to get their podcast started, um, kind of like when you're looking at just kind of jumping into the podcast side, we can help people get started where we'll do the distribution, we'll do the production, we'll mix in intros, outros, commercial breaks. Um, we'll get you on the top platforms, which include Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Um, and if there's anything extra we can do to help you, we'll kind of get that done as well. We just want to bring more people into the podcasting world because it's a great, you know, it's a great product to have. It's a good branding opportunity. Um, it's a nice networking tool. If there's people you're trying to reach, you invite them to be a guest on your podcast and you have a great networking tool and it's, it's fun to do at the same time. So it's something you can enjoy. You can be proud of. Um, so that's what we created here. On top of that, you do have the video cameras. So what we'll do is we'll take the video, um, give you the copy of the video, so then now you have content for your own personal YouTube channel, Facebook uh, page. So there's extra social media content creation that we're giving to you as well. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I mean, it's it's pretty amazing. I mean, I'm like, uh, I have to be crazy not to not to use your studio. <laughs> uh, I can tell you that even what I was doing before, um, you know, um, I, I actually did try before I came to your mm -hmm. studio. I did try to do it on my own. As yeah. you know, I went, I tried twice. And so I did the first one. Uh, I, you know, we did a broadcast because I, I again, I, I bought equipment. I went sure. and bought me a nice camera, um, which, you know, maybe n nothing like like your stuff. Right. But I mean, I paid a thousand dollars for a camera. I thought, yeah. OK, well, that's going to that's what I need. I'm going to yeah. spend the money. I could have bought a you know, five, six, no, no, I'm going to buy a nice one. I bought a, at least a thousand something for my camera. Yeah. And I bought the stand, I bought the lights, and then I got my laptop and I got a little software yep. and I was ready. I tested it out at home and I'm like, I'm ready. So, uh, so then I went and I decided I, one of the things that I thought I'm going to go to people instead of them coming to me. So I went to, uh, cause I'm not going to have them come to my house and I'm not yeah. going to rent a studio yeah. or rent something. Cause that kind of defeats the purpose, right? I'm, I'm yeah. trying to save money. Yeah. 
So I go to their location. I've got to take everything with me, right? I remember I actually what I did is I interviewed people at TBH. So I yeah. dragged everything over there, take everything. And I'm having to set up, yeah. you know, and test it and everything. And then we do the interview and it came out okay. It, it came out nice, yeah. you know, yeah. but it, you could tell it was homemade. Sure, you know, sure. You, you could, but it was okay. I'm like, okay, okay, I'm, I'm fine. So then I did the second one. And the second show that I did, I also did, I used their location. Mm -hmm. I, you know, TBH was nice enough to let me uh, use their location. And uh, that time we're doing our interview and uh, we finished doing the interview just to find out that halfway through our internet had gone out. We oh, just wow. I, I don't know if it was the internet, but but the it wasn't picking up our, our program. Right. In other words, right. the program, it wasn't going through. So we only had half of a show. Wow. <laughs> so, and then the, the, the half that did uh, record was real fuzzy, yeah. you know? So it was just, it was just an absolute mess. And I said, I can't do this. And sure. fortunately I was, I was interviewing my friend, uh, Susie Condolopoulos, who, you know, uh, it was uh, Susie and it was uh, Sonia, my co-host Sonia mm -hmm. Rivera at the time. And so I'm like, thank goodness it was them. If not, I would have been so embarrassed. Yeah. So that's when, you know, uh, I said, okay, I've got, I've got to do something different. And that's when I contacted you and, you know, you told me, hey, we've got the social media room. At that time I was doing the social media room. Right. And, um, and, uh, so no, so then, and even again, when I decided to go into podcasting, because again, podcasting, I believe is the future. I don't yes. just believe it. I've heard it. I know it. Mm -hmm. It's the way to go. Mm -hmm. And I decided I wanted to do podcast. And when you told me that you were, you know, that you could make that happen mm -hmm. and, uh, you said you would edit, mm -hmm. produce it, edit and distribute it for me. I said, I've, I've got to do it yeah, because the thing yeah. is that I know how hectic it was for me to first of all figure out what equipment to use when I was trying to do it, and then I thought on top of that having to try to edit it, trying to distribute it, mm -hmm. trying to figure all that stuff is just too much. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and we understand that, and that's why, you know, we we kind of geek out on this at the same time. It's it is fun kind of being involved in the techie side of it. Um, we want to make sure that you get to concentrate on your content and on your guests because, yeah. you know, your guests are the key to your, to your podcast. So that's why we have this professional facility. You have the conference area. If you and your guests want to come and sit down at the conference table as you prep for your show, um, it's a place where you can feel proud to bring your guests, where you can bring them into a nice studio, but you don't have to worry about, oh, am I recording at the right levels? Is everyone balanced? Am I getting any kind of background hum? Um, how do I create my own intro? Things like that. We're going to take care of everything. And, you know, you're just recording. You're telling me which programs are released which week. We'll put it in our system and then we'll take care of everything from there. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and the thing is, am I capable of learning how to do this? Mm -hmm. Of course I am. But do I want that? No, I want to be out doing what I do for a living, yeah. which is selling homes. Yeah, everybody's capable of learning everything <laughs> they want to. And so, you know, it, it's how much do you want to take on? So for some people, it makes sense where they can do it all themselves. And, you know, I have nothing against the DIY person doing it out of their house or anything like that. There's some podcasts that sound excellent coming out of someone's bedroom. You know, it's it's you don't need the professional studio to make a good quality product. It's just what we're providing is kind of the concierge full service of let's make this easier for you. Um, we'll give you the professional environment. Plus, we'll take out the stress part of it so that you can just concentrate on their podcast. is Elizabeth Miranda, your Texas bilingual realtor and broker owner of Miranda Properties. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, give me a call. 832-404-6462. I would love to be your realtor.
welcome back to Casa y Vida. And we are still here talking to Matt about starting your own podcast. And, um, you know, I guess I want to talk to you, Matt, about why would um, why would someone do a podcast? What do you think are the benefits? It, it depends on who you are. I mean, the benefits are there for everybody. But I like to kind of point out the different kind of people that could benefit from it. So first of all, I like to say this is a good facility and platform for the entrepreneur, for the business professional, small business owner, where they're trying to create name recognition, um, personal brand, branding, branding of their company, branding of their services. And again, the networking tool that we talked about, because um, I know a lot of people in the real estate side. I know loan officers always trying to find new realtors to work with, insurance agents looking to find loan officers to work with. So if you're looking to connect with people, a podcast is a great way to do it. Um, you can get your foot in the door with people a lot easier uh, if you call someone and say, hey, so-and-so, you know, I really like what you're doing with this mortgage company or you as a real estate broker would love to invite you to my podcast so we can learn more about you. Cool. They'll open up. They'll say, yeah, let me know the schedule. Send me when and I'll be there. Versus if you made a cold call to them and said, hey, I'm so-and-so. I'd like to do business with you. Then their guard is kind of put up and they don't really want to, you know, go past that. So it's a good networking tool. It's a good way to brand yourself. Um, also, if you're a social media influencer, it's a great format where you can, again, have another platform to get your thoughts out. You know, if you're very popular on the Twitter or on Instagram or anything like that, a podcast is a great way to be cross-promoting your platforms where, you know, you, you just get another platform um, to, again, brand yourself and who you are. I agree. Um, I agree. Well, yeah. one, like I said, I think that, um, you know, well, first of all, I mean, social media is the way to go to begin with, right? But I think yeah. that with podcasts, of course, you can hear it. Uh, the beauty of it is that you can listen to it in your car. Yeah, yeah. And so um, I uh, one of the things that I noticed is that when I'm listening to a podcast, it's very different than when I'm listening to something on Facebook. Yeah. Because even my show, you know, I've recorded a, a few shows already. Uh, you know, I think we this is going to be like our, we, I know we've already done at least seven, at least six shows. Right. Uh, and so, um, you know, of course, I'm obviously present when I'm recording them. Then I watch them on Facebook to make right. sure that it looks correct. But then, you know, I, I listen to them in the car. In fact, I was just, you know, yesterday I was listening to at least two or three of them, you know, back to back of my shows. And I'm actually listening to them and I'm listening. I'm hearing things that I hadn't heard before. Yeah. I yeah. didn't really pay attention to those things that someone was saying that the guest was saying when I was actually recording it, of course, because I'm focusing on other things. Sure. But even when I watched it on Facebook, I didn't pay attention to those things. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. And I think me coming from the radio world, you know, I kind of have a preference of audio over video a lot of times, even though, you know, I'm watching YouTube all day long too. Whenever I get a chance um, at home, I'll put something on. But the idea is that video is king in social media right now. But audio, I think, is going to surpass video just because when you're listening to something uh, audio-based, like your podcast in the car or whatever, your mind starts to engage a little bit differently. You know, you're, you're focused on your imagination kicks in of what does the person, e even though you are here and even though you've seen the video, your mind still kicks in visualizing what's happened. So I think you engage your mind differently where you can... I, you can hook onto the content a lot better. Right, because I think that one of the things that happens is that when I'm recording... 
obviously I'm paying attention to a lot of different things because mm -hmm. I'm trying to obviously, obviously I have to, you know, think about what I'm going to ask the person. I'm thinking about the conversation. I'm thinking about, you know, the recording, uh, yeah. all sorts of different things that I'm trying to keep track of. And even when I'm not doing that, and then I go back to actually watching it on Facebook, I'm looking at the people. I might be looking at just different things. Uh, I get distracted. But when I'm mm -hmm. in the car, I'm just focusing on the conversation. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, I, you know, I actually you know, was thinking, I didn't think that that, that was kind of something that was unexpected. Mm -hmm. Because I thought, you know, people say a, a picture is worth a thousand words. Sure. And you, you, you're, you, you know, you always, you know, hear that. And so you think that, you know, they'd rather see you, but actually when you, they're listening to you, they, they, they're, they're more focused. Yeah. They're yeah. More focused. Maybe a picture's worth a thousand words, but the audio is worth an infinite amount because it's your imagination to decide, you know, how do you interpret what's being said? And, you know, there, there's something to it. And what's interesting is how you can listen to a podcast while in the car. You can have it in the background while at work. So you can be multitasking and still absorbing the information Versus if you're watching the video, like you said, you might have missed a couple things, but there's no way you could watch a video and drive safely. Yeah, right. <laughs> or do housework. In fact, I right. find myself watching. I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. And so I, I, I find myself, again, I have the uh, AirPods. And yeah. so yeah. I, you know, do housework or do the dishes or do whatever, mm -hmm. uh, you know, work out. You can do whatever listening to podcasts. Yeah. Versus, um, you know, or, or driving, of course, versus uh, watching it on video. So, yep. you know, I, I'm still doing the video because I know a lot of people like the video yeah. uh, and they're they're used to it. But, you know, I think we're you know trying to make this switch to just the podcast, the audio, because I really, really like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, one of the things that um, I think that, um, you know, I want to give people some tips. Sure. I want to give people some tips about how to do a podcast. I think mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, in talking to people, I find that a lot of people want to do a podcast, Yes, but I know that it scares them. I know it scares them. And so, uh, and I know, cause I've been there, yeah. you know, when I started looking around to do my, my, my show, uh, you know, I was, you know, looking, 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 and then uh, I finally found a location and then I'm like, uh, okay. I kind of like said, yeah, I'm going to do it, but I just put it off. I yeah. put it off and then, then they they found that the studio at the time called me and says, "Hey, when are you gonna schedule your show?" Yeah, and I kind of felt okay. And had they not called me, followed up with me, I never would have done it. Yeah, and um, and even you, when we were doing the when we were gonna do the podcast, you're yeah. like, uh, "Hey, can, you know, do you want to you want to schedule a date?" Yeah, had you not followed up with me, I probably may have stopped. Sure, you know? sure. Because the thing is that it's it's intimidating. It's very scary. Yeah, it, it's it's different. It's different. And so I remember, I mean, the first day, uh, people think that, oh, it just comes natural for me to be yeah. on the air. It's not. I'd never done this before. Mm -hmm. uh, the first day that I ever, you know, did a, a show, I I thought I was going to freak out. Yeah. I was like, yeah, 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 I'm going to do it. And as soon as I got behind that camera, I'm like, um. And before they said, I'm like, they go, you ready? I'm like, no, no, I'm not. Hold on, hold on a second, hold on a second. And then we started. So it's very intimidating. It can be very intimidating. Yeah. So, um, but I think that it's very important. I, I do believe that right now, uh, you know, if you're a real estate professional or any kind of professional, it doesn't matter if you're a painter, a contractor, Whatever insurance agent, whatever, I think you need to stand out from the crowd. Mm -hmm. And if you want to stand out from the crowd, you've got to you've got to do social media. You've yeah. got to do something. So I wanted to give some tips to some people uh, based on my experience. Mm -hmm. And based on my experience, one one of the things that I would say is they need to be consistent. Mm -hmm. They have to have that consistency. Yes, because. Um, you know, that's very important. You know, if you're going to do it every week, do it every week, if mm -hmm. not, or every other week or, or every month. But I think that if you can do it every week, you can do it. And I know that that's very scary, but one of the things that I do is that I plan three months in advance. Mm -hmm. And so 
Because if I do a, a week at a time, you know, it's, it's, I, I freak out. So what I do is I, I plan three months in advance. So like right now I'm already planning for, you know, uh, September, October, and November, mm -hmm. all the way through. And then I just said, you know what, let me just do December too. Because, I mean, that's going to be kind of like might as well at <laughs> the end of the year. <laughs> so I'm literally planning right now, this week, everything from here to December. And so that's what I say is be consistent, have a plan on who your guests are going to be. And um, another thing that I would say is that people need to keep it simple. Mm -hmm. You know, don't over, don't try to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. Keep it simple. And so, uh, you know, again, I'm not going to try to be all fancy or whatever. It's like, hey, I have I have a place that I can come. You're going to do everything for me. All I have to do is just come up with the guests. Yeah. And and keep it simple. Yeah. Those are two of the things. What What do you recommend? What ideas I, do you I have? Agree. I agree. I want to reiterate the consistency is key because if you want to just do it kind of here and there, um, you, you don't want it to become just a hobby. You you want this to be something that's helping you brand yourself, that's that's benefiting you overall. So you need to make sure you're consistent. Um, make sure to kind of stay in your lane at the same time too because you don't want to try to create a podcast that is about everything and you just kind of, you know, verbally just kind of vomit all your thoughts out there without really having a plan to it. You want to kind of have a plan of this is more or less the – foundation or the idea or the theme of my program um, and kind of stick to that. That doesn't mean that, you know, if you were doing just a dedicated real estate show, make sure you stay in your lane of, oh, I'm only going to talk about closings and, and pre-approval, whatever. No, the way you've done your show is very nice because you hit on some real estate themes to, to open up. Um, and then your guest is community-based. So it's all about the community, the local Latino community. Um, so there's the foundation. And but you're not going off then talking about oh here's the latest iPhone news or whatever like or no. sports or something yeah, I don't know. yeah 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 so, yeah so so you want to kind of make sure that you stay on topic with what you're doing right uh, and I think it definitely would help you know helps when it's something that you're knowledgeable and something that you're yes. passionate about so yes. so yeah and I agree so I think that you know the, the way you do that is one you have to know yourself mm -hmm. you know it's something that you're comfortable with and I'll, but you also have to know your audience yes and so. Uh, for something like as a, as a real estate agent, right? For instance, I could try to, you know, market to everybody. Mm -hmm. But that's just not – in any medium, it's just yeah. not good. Even if yeah. I'm – like if I'm putting uh, – even if I was doing television and I try to do it on all different stations, yeah. that wouldn't work. You have yeah. to kind of narrow it down. And so – you have to narrow your audience. And so then I have to think, okay, well, I could try to market to everyone. But you know what? I know based on, you know, the you know years that I've been doing real estate that – I tend to uh, get the bilingual clients, yeah. not the Spanish speakers. It's not just the total Spanish speakers. Right. I tend to get the English speakers. That's my target market. The, yeah. the bilingual uh, Latinos are the ones that tend yeah. to call me. The kind of Tejano type. Right, the Tejano type. Yeah. That's that's my market audience. My yeah. identif I guess I identify with them or they yeah. identify with me. And so that's my target market. Mm -hmm. And then – so therefore, that's that's it. And then the other thing is, you have to kind of know, okay, well, uh, am I am I targeting buyers or sellers? Mm -hmm. And so then, um, you know, you can also you just target everybody, or is it women? Well, you know, that's that's just your choice. Uh, it, some realtors might decide they're going to uh, target buyers, and if you're going to target buyers, then you would go with a younger demographic, maybe yeah. between twenty five and thirty five. Yeah. But uh, which. I used to work a lot with buyers. Now I'm actually working a lot more with sellers. And with sellers, my demographic is a little bit like 35 and up, actually. Hmm. So then that's my demographic because I'm looking for people that are selling their homes or people that are move-up buyers that are looking for their second home. Yeah. Um, another thing is, you know, based on my research, I have found that um, women 
single women are actually, uh, uh, you know, they're they're doing a lot of buy they're buying homes a lot. You have mm -hmm. you have actually three groups that they say are really buying homes, which is um, uh, Latinos, mm -hmm. millennials, mm -hmm. and women, single okay. women. So okay. therefore, you know, based on that, you have to figure out okay who you again. You can't target everybody. Yeah, maybe a younger realtor might want to target the millennials. Sure, you know, but for me, I'm thinking okay of, of all those. Latinos and women, you know, and a certain age group are is my demographic. Sure. And so therefore that's what I who I who I target. And uh, again, community. It's just something I'm very passionate about. I'm very yeah. passionate about about the Latino community, the art, the culture, everything. And so that's what I try to do my show. Well, that's what I try to add, you know, to my show. Yeah, yeah. And and you see it. And so the fact that you are concentrated, you you are able to make a better plan um, for your shows, you know, week after week when you come and do your recording, you're, you have everything. I, I love when you send me like your Google Doc and stuff like that that has all the information in there because it's easy for me to see the planning that you've put in and it makes it easier for us to produce the podcast. And like you said, it's stuff you're passionate about. So you're not going to have what you see with a lot of people when they start up their podcasts and two, three months later they have podcast burnout because – they they kind of lost interest now and and they didn't really make a plan to make time to do this um but again that's why we tried to take the technical side out take the time you know the production time out so that people don't experience that burnout we want people to be doing this year after year and you know create that that organic growth because you, you never know how big a podcast could grow um but it's not always about numbers like the way you've targeted your your target clientele um it's about the quality of who you're reaching, and so that's a big, big key as well. Right, right, right. It's about the, it's about the quality because you know, and, and again, and as you as you work more and as you start thinking about it more, you're you're going to be able to define your your audience, you know, even better. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, but again, it doesn't have to be, uh, and you don't have to do what somebody else is doing. First of all, one of the things that I I say when, when it comes to finding a topic, because again. Uh, you can do a show just about real estate. Sure. You can do that. But I always think it's good to throw in a little bit about of, of uh, uh, something a little extra for them. Yeah. Because, again, if not, if uh, the way I see it is that if I spoke only about real estate, then only people that are looking to buy right now are the ones that are going to watch my show yeah. or listen to my podcast, right? Yeah. Versus if I talk a, a little bit about uh, other things, then I have a larger audience, right? And so so, so one of the things about picking an uh, picking a topic, mm -hmm. um, it doesn't have to be community. It could be fishing. Yeah. If you like fishing, if you like golf, if you like fashion, if you like, uh, you know, you're a mother, it could be, you know, something yeah. else. Yeah, and Some, something that's relatable. And like take, for example, Mattress Mac. He does a lot of social media videos now, especially post-Harvey. He's always on social media doing videos. How often do those videos have anything to do with furniture? Or is it more about community stuff going on or, you know, issues he wants to bring up, like, you know, some older lady that he's helping out? He's relationship building. He, he's, you know, being involved in the community. Um, granted, he's built a name for his furniture shop, but it's more about the relationship building. And so when people want to start their own podcasts, Think of the relationships you're trying to build with your audience and with your guests first because, you know, you don't want to just come out here and do a, a sales pitch about whatever your service is because, again, people will put their guard up. But if you open up and, you know, become relatable to your to your audience, then that's when the personal name recognition starts going. That's where they start to feel like they can trust you. Even though they've never met you, they can trust you because they know who you are through what you've shared on your podcast. 
And that's where the business comes for someone like yourself in the real estate world. Exactly, exactly. Because it's it's very different uh, if if I call someone or you know if I visit someone that has seen me on the show versus someone who doesn't know me, or yeah. or, or even if they don't know me, but then they're going to look me up on the show. On, on, yeah. They'll find me. They're going to look me up on social media. Everybody looks up everyone on social media, right? <laughs> and when they see all this, it's credibility like, to you. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She she's a real person. Yeah. She knows what she's saying. I mean, I kind of like her. Yeah. They say people do business with people that they like, they know, like, and trust. Yeah. yeah. So the fact that they, they see me regularly, they know me, they hopefully like me. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're going to trust me, you know, because again, they're going to say, hey, maybe, she, you know, she does, she does talk about real estate. She does know what she's talking about. Exactly. And so I think that that, um, that that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing is to, you, you know, not tell, not, not be on the show and say, hey, you know, call me, call me, call me, call me. Mm -hmm. You want, you want to buy a house? Call me now, call me now. Yeah. People don't want that, right, you know, right. uh, just give them some valuable information, something that's interesting. And then hopefully when they're ready to buy, it might be in a month, six months or a year or two. Yeah. They'll think about you. Exactly. Exactly. Getting approved for a home loan is the first step when buying a home. To submit your loan application, call Susie Condolopoulos with Gateway Mortgage Group at 281-250-2696. Susie is bilingual in English and Spanish. Again, that is Susie Condolopoulos with Gateway Mortgage Group at 281-250-2696. Well, welcome back to Casa y Vida, and we are uh, still here with Matt Velasquez with Houston Podcast Studio, and we are talking about starting your own podcast. So, um, Matt, um, what um, what other pointers do you have? Any other pointers? Or let, let me let me ask you this. Actually, mm -hmm. better yet, what have you seen uh, as far as something that makes it like that doesn't work, or maybe when people aren't. Uh, you know, aren't successful in podcasts or in shows if or even radio. I'm sure you've seen. You know, yeah. Seen uh, so what I've seen is a couple things. One, don't try to copy what someone else is doing. Uh, be yourself. Be original. Don't just say, oh, I, I love listening to Joe Rogan's podcast. I'm going to do the exact same thing. But, you know, here in Houston, like it, it, it doesn't work because, you know, he's his person. You're your own person. You can't try to replicate what someone else is doing. And plus, it doesn't. You don't want to saturate the the market with what somebody else is doing. So kind of be original in what you're doing. Um, be organic. Don't don't come off as a fake person. You know, um, mm -hmm. just be yourself. Be real. Open up. Open up to people. Kind of you know be slightly vulnerable while you're doing your program. Because again, if you can relate to people, um, then it, it, it makes it where it's easier to do business um, going forward. If that's your goal, if your goal is not to do business, you know, still do the same thing because I have some people that are going to come in and use a studio who are hobbyists, like, you know, the gamers, like that enjoy playing video games or whatever like that. It, it's not that they're necessarily trying to make a pitch, but you know, they're trying to be themselves, be passionate about something they're into. So be yourself, be organic. Um, don't just sit here doing call to action, call to action, call to action, back, back to back, because that, that doesn't work in radio. That doesn't work, um, here, you know, it's the whole marketing platforms that, that we have available. They've changed a lot over the last 15, 20 years. So it's not the old style radio programs anymore. And, you know, it, coming again from the radio world, it's not that I see radio is dying. I just see it as being misused right now. And it's a great platform. I think podcasting is going to change the radio world for the better. 
Um, so that's why we want to embrace the studio because I think you're going to see us start to evolve our own programming, revolving more um, around the podcast-based programming. And I agree. It's not. It's not like it used to be. I remember, uh, in fact, when I started uh, doing the show back, mm -hmm. uh, you know, over a year and a half ago, that I was doing it very stiff. Mm -hmm. You know, I felt myself the first my first few shows. I was very stiff, and then uh, I, uh, you know, I actually had uh, my daughter Ruby, whom you mm -hmm. know, on my show. Um, you know maybe like the second month or something. And she and I, I mean, we just had a blast. We were laughing, yeah. you know, because she's just so crazy. You know, she yeah. laughs at everything. Oh, yeah. At the time I was doing my show English <laughs> and Spanish and her Spanish was not that good. And we were just like <laughs> laughing about it. Did you put a tiara on also? <laughs> well, she puts a, you know, she had to come with her tiara. So, um, but you know what? I, I noticed that was one of my best shows. Yeah. And ever since then, I said, you know what? I'm just going to be me. I'm just going to, because I, I, I was me with her. Yeah. I was so comfortable. Yeah. And I just said, you know, I'm just going to be me. I'm just going to be more relaxed. Yeah. It's not the same as it used to be that, you know, you used to, you know, be real stiff and an interview and, yeah. you know, whatever. And, and no, I think it's just, it's more relaxed. Yeah. Like you said, just be yourself. I make mistakes sometimes. <laughs> and I just like laugh it off. You know, I don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to be the stiff CNN interview. It's not the big radio voice of, you know, Hey, we're here at 92, whatever. Like it's, it's not that anymore. It's about who you are and social media opened that up for everyone because you have with Facebook, with Instagram, with Twitter, you've let down some of that privacy to let people in on yeah. who you really are. And so think of the podcasting world. Think of even, you know, radio. That's a shift you're going to is where you have to let down a little bit of privacy if you're going to open up to people and um, it, it, it's the relationship building. It's that's what it is. You want to connect with people on a personal level now. So it's it's not the the cheesy pitch for, you know, whatever product you have. It is, do I feel comfortable doing business with you? Right, exactly. Um, and, and, and again, I agree with what you said as far as don't copy other people. You yeah. want to watch what other people are doing. You know, you want to, when you get started, I mean, when I got started, I did watch other podcasts sure. uh, to kind of see what I liked and what I didn't like Yeah, because you want to do both. You can take inspiration from Yeah, people. to get inspiration. Yeah. And not only that, but you got to have ideas also. And you mm -hmm. also have to watch shows to stay current mm -hmm. because I know for a fact that people like, say, newscasters, they watch other newscasts. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, or even people that are editors of, well, newspapers, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? They read other, you know, if you're in the news media or anything like that, you're going to read all sorts of papers, right? Sure. Because you want to stay current of what's going on. Right. So the same thing, I do find that, you know, you do have to stay, what find out what's what's going on, what's the current thing. Mm -hmm. So you get some ideas. You might get some ideas of some of the guests. You might say, hey, I like that guest. I like that guest. And you can always call them. And that's what happens. Somebody's a guest. Like, they might be a guest on my show, and then somebody else sees them, and they call them to be on their guest. And you can do that. But you don't yeah. want to copy anyone, but you certainly want to get ideas as to what do and, and what not to do. Because like I said, you don't want to reinvent the wheel. Right, right, exactly. You know, if it's working for them, it's going to work for you. But you don't need to copy anybody. Just uh, do your own thing. Sure, yeah. And um, the other thing is that, like you said, um, uh, when you do do it, at a, when you do uh, do a show, um, you you do have an expense when you use when you do it in a professional setting like this. You mm -hmm. do have an expense, but the thing is that if you're doing it for a professional reason, you can always get um, sponsors. You can exactly. always get sponsors, and that's something that you know can offset the cost. Mm -hmm. uh, if certainly if you're doing it to promote your yourself, like I'm a sponsor of my show also, so that's you know mm -hmm. that that covers part of it. But I but it's not that difficult to get sponsors, and also I think that once you 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 get it going and you have it for a few weeks, yeah, then it it becomes easier even to get sponsors also. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and we'll help out with that where. 
If you get a sponsor and you need help creating a commercial for that sponsor, we'll help you with that. Because again, we already do that for the radio side. We can do that for the podcast side as well. And and again, I, I always, you know, keep driving home the point, don't forget the networking aspect because it's not always going to be about the dollar amounts you get from people sponsoring the show through a commercial. It can also be the person sitting here in this guest seat who is someone that later is going to be like, hey, Liz, you know what? I really enjoyed the podcast. Let's do some business together. They start throwing leads your way. That's an indirect, well, it is actually a direct um, kind of uh, cash flow from producing your podcast because it, it's a way you're marketing yourself, you're connecting with people. So oh, yeah. There, the, there's the, a lot of ways. To, yeah, the benefit of having the show, the benefit of having the show alone, I mean, mm-hmm. out, outweighs the cost and it's not very expensive to begin with. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, what I'm saying is the benefits are, are just tremendous. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. So I, I certainly, uh, you know, recommend anyone that's out there, you know, that wants to have a show, I know that they can contact you. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can also contact myself. I'm more than happy to, you know, share information to help anyone, even if you're another real estate agent you know there's plenty of room there's plenty of business for everyone yeah and i would love to see more people having having podcasts me you know, too here in houston me too i i think podcasting you know you see it on a national level especially from like the nprs the iheart um um there's actually a great local austin-based company doing some good podcasts out there but i really want to see the houston area grow because you can use podcasts at a local level um, it's great if you can grow it to a regional, national level, but there's a very big benefit to doing something locally here in Houston, bringing in Houston guests. So the way you're doing it with the community, the Latino community here in Houston, you're just going to see it start to grow uh, month to month. Yeah, yeah. So I definitely hope uh, other people join you. So I know that they can find you on uh the, Facebook? Yeah, or? Facebook is probably the easiest way. Um, if you want to find us for the podcast studio on Facebook, if you just look for Houston Podcast Studio, You'll find us on Facebook. Um, Our website is www.houstonpodcaststudio.com. From there, you'll find information on rates. Um, We just offer two packages. We simplified this because it doesn't need to get complicated for anyone. If someone already knows how to do a podcast, if they know how to distribute, you know, to the different platforms, how to edit their audio, do everything, we'll rent out the studio on an hourly basis for them. So that way they have access to a studio with tens of thousands of dollars worth of equipment and, and furniture in it um, for a very low cost. So that way they don't have to invest anything. They can just come and get good audio quality. So we'll rent the studio out on an hourly basis or we'll do a monthly membership where we'll help you get your own weekly podcast going and we'll help you with all the work that's involved in doing it. So you just have to worry about the content itself. But that's all on the website on HoustonPodcastStudio.com. Um, from there, you can also contact us. There's a link at the very bottom or you can click the contact us link. And you can email us or send us a Facebook message and we'll get back to you with information or answer any questions you have. Or if you want to come tour the studio, we'll also um, give you a private tour. All right. Well, sounds good. Well, yeah. hey, Matt, uh, thank you so much for doing the show with me. You're always behind the camera or somewhere <laughs> in the office. And I, I certainly appreciate you taking the time. Same here. Thanks for me. having me. This was fun. I don't get to sit on this side, you know, very much. I'm, I'm, I've been in radio for 15 years now and it's been in our family for 36, but very rarely do I ever get to be behind a microphone. So, so this was fun. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Casa y Vida. Please subscribe to our podcast and share it with others. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube as Casa y Vida. 
If you would like to recommend guests or topics, please send an email to lizmirandatx at gmail.com. Gracias.